Welcome to the Middle Earth Wanderers podcast, where we discuss the aspects of the game Lord of the Ring Rise to War. Any wanderer who needs to sit down at our tavern for a break from war and pick up some tips, join us for news and drink, discuss this week in the game, and bring you good information we have heard for the days to come. I'm Air Mayan of the Forces of Evil. And I'm Kesh Kong of the Factions of Good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two, part two. So this is going to be a continuation on our season two information podcast. Uh, uh, welcome to Middle Earth Wanderers podcast. Yeah, we're Middle glad Earth to Wanderers have you podcast. back. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we're glad to have you back, and um, we hope Very that you good. have enjoyed the past two episodes. Yeah. If so, it's been uh, busy for us, so it's been hard to record this week, but that is okay because here we are. Exactly. So, we're going to bring you some information about um, the season. Now that it's actually out, we can give you uh, well more, more in-depth. In- yeah. Exactly. So, to start with, let's ask, how's your week in the game been? What's been going on with you and Rise to War? Well, um, in terms of war, I mean, in terms of um, the season one, uh, my Erebor has taken uh, Dol Guldur. Uh, we've also defeated Linden, uh, and then we defeated also Arnor, and now we're moving on to Karn Doom, and we're about to take it tomorrow. So we're going to finish the server challenges. How many and dwarves hopefully... do you have? Oh, we have a lot. Um, active. So in terms of active players, we have around 74. Can, can I just um... have your dwarves join me, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. One day, one day. In Erebor, um, this is on my good account because I have two accounts. I, on that one, yeah. I'm Aurelanus. I am getting this hard knocked out of me. I finally took over Erebor and I picked up a losing faction that everyone hates. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> if I had seven yeah, more dwarves, there would be some parties going on. I'll just say that. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to pick up a faction after it loses because people normally give up uh, hope. Uh, but right. you, you got to pick it up at a certain time where people are about to leave. But then you give them hope, you know, that there is well, still that, a chance. That's what I did, and I was so close today. But then stuff happened, then shenanigans feel. went, another battle happened, now there's blood in the water again. You know how oh. it goes. Yeah, I get you. Um, I can, I can personally for me, and talk about peace all day, but it's not going to work. Personally for me, it's going great. To begin with. Now, our issue, my issue right now, so this season is concluded. I mean, everyone already accepted that Erebor won. We kind of dominated. Uh, we fought eight, like uh, three, four factions at once and still won. So, yeah. like, people accepted that we won. Um, my issue is moving into season two, and we've teamed up with the second strongest fellowship in our, in, in our server, which is from Rohan. Um, and then basically what they want to do is they want to all go to Gondor, which I agree with. But the leader of Rohan wants to take lead of all of Gondor, and he's like, um, he doesn't have, he doesn't want to hold the vote and stuff. Personally, I don't want to start a conflict because that's just stupid. People will see me as, uh, you know, that I that I'm power hungry. So I thought yeah. about it, and I I concluded, you know, I debated with myself, and I concluded that I am going to retire from leadership role after we take back Moria. Because think about it. Uh, right now, my reputation is perfect. I've I've taken more Erebor from a losing stance until like from losing several battles to winning the whole game. 
Yeah. So I thought about it. Let me just end it here. And, you know, I have my reputation, you know. Um, and then if Gondor begins to fail, people will probably come to me asking for me to become leader. And then that's just me. That, like, they literally just on a silver platter. So, right. you know, yeah, now, why, why waste? Despite me being in a losing faction right now with that regard, I'm still having fun. I've met, I've met a lot of cool people. I'm having a lot of fun. And it's like, it's stressful being in the losing faction, especially when it's like all the factions against me and there's no one who wants to be my ally. But yeah, it, it's, that's it's, how the game goes. Stressful. We just play until season two. I, yeah, even with what we have, I have a pretty successful season with my roster. With uh, Elro, a Relic 5 Gandalf, it's Eowyn's getting up there. It's like, I have a pretty good roster going. That's that's good to hear. Um, no, it, 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 the issue is, personally, what I feel like is, um, it's not about the, the be- who, who who is the strongest faction. It's about how you deal with being the strongest faction. Because right. you, could, you, could, you could be cocky as fuck and get your ass kicked by even a, a faction which is weaker than you if they know how to, how to play it, you know? Um, and it's not about numbers. If you think it's about numbers, it's not about numbers. I mean, yeah, if you have 50 people against 10, of course the 50 people are going to win. But if you have like 50 people versus 30, there's a, there is a chance that 30 people win. If they're better prepared and stuff. And it's like American gods where that Viking goes forward in the bush and then he gets hit with a hundred arrows. Exactly. Basically, (laughs) basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's that strategy. I think he's like, Oh no, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, like, you, you, you gotta take that into account, you know, especially towards the beginning of the game, like, towards the end, because everyone gets to a point where they're on par in terms of power, it's hard, yeah. it, numbers normally win, but during the beginning... There's a limit, it, everyone's gonna actually be up to level 50, they're, now it's gonna take a long time, but they're all gonna have re- uh, startup gear, they're gonna have it all refined to max level eventually, and they're all Hopefully, gonna yeah. have their uh, reputation tin commander with the extra, um, with the extra gear weapon that comes to that. Everyone's gonna eventually have all the same stuff, and it's gonna it's gonna matter more how you build your team compositions, how you use your roster, how you use different characters with different combinations, because that's gonna mean yeah. a lot more as people even out in the playing field. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to season two, I wouldn't recommend uh, changing from an a good faction to an evil faction, even though you have the option. Um, the reason for that is you've worked hard for your commanders, and like now they have their reputation, and they're almost like the way they did it with non roleplay servers is that basically even if you if you can use your good commanders, you still have to get the good units, and then you also have to, and then they also have this thing where they're um, low morale which makes them yeah. a lot weaker than now than, yeah there's another part of that i'd like to talk about real quick there's those so there's these side events in the game now for season two and you can complete all these and then you get these little points to progression with it and these yes. progression points get you these chests and everything and yep. it drops these random little other chests which let you choose any second tier commander loot for respect, and I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm bringing Kamul to 10 right away. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you can also get, like, a commander towards, like, if you get 250 points, you could get oh, a yeah. tier 2 commander, which is pretty cool. For me, 
Uh, for Dark Side, you can pick Gorbag or uh, it's it's some ruined pirate no, guy. No, it's Gothmog. It's Gothmog. It's Gothmog. Oh, it is. And, oh, it's Gothmog. Yes, it's Gothmog. And then the uh, Umbar guy. Yeah, I'm just gonna pick Gothmog because I already have Gothmog. Yeah, so actually, I had a... that many points. He's gonna get three thousand more uh, respect. Yeah, and this brings me to uh, or like brings us to the next topic. What do Mithril's do? What does raw Mithril do and stuff like that? that? That's for the level 10 commander. When that commander goes up to respect level 10, um, that's yeah. what the Mithril is for, is for their unique gear. That's how you strengthen it, I think. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense. unique gear has the same secondary. Like, Gorbags gives extra defense to orcs. Okay, yeah, I get you. Which, oh, if actually, you're already using him with orcs, that's broken. He just gets more defense. It's like, wait a minute. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Now, I've actually I've actually tested him today because um, I joined. So on the server we were on, uh, I joined for, Mordor. For season two. Yeah, for my season two, I joined Mordor, which I regretted. And then I changed back to Rohan. Um, but, I, yeah, I joined Mordor. And I tried Gorbak. I've seen his stats. He's not that great, to be honest. I mean, he's well, good, at, at but compared to some good, some good commanders, uh, I don't right. think he's that good. Now consider this: if you start off with him at Re uh, Reputation Five, which I did for my second server, or for yeah. Season Two, you start off with Orcs, and he just gets all the benefits from Orcs. I just maxed out the Madness one, where he. So what it is is he gets extra damage at the risk of like. Um, getting caused for more madness. And then you can increase more uh, off that. But if it's at rank 15, he's immune to madness. So yeah. people are just getting all these buffs, and then everyone's immune to damage, basically, as orcs. And I'm just sitting there like, let's go. Orc squad away, you know? I'm just yeah. going to throw assassins in there in here in a bit. <laughs> yeah, I get I'm you. I get you. Him. No, no, he's, he's, he's definitely a powerful commander. Oh, um, yeah. But then I think what I've, what I've realized is um, good commanders are actually more powerful. Like, generally, they have, they're more powerful than um, evil commanders. Uh, it's just that evil commanders have better, better abilities, you know. I think part of that comes from that heal, that they're able to take tiles easier. And thus, yeah. you're able to get stronger tiles earlier and level up quicker. Exactly. And also, like, uh, because some of the units, the evil units, aren't actually that powerful. Like, I've realized that that as well, you know. Um, yeah. Which is, which is, I mean, it's not an issue, but, event, like, at a point, you do realize that when we went up against Mordor, we kind of ate them. Even though they had stronger commanders, but we, we still destroyed them. Which Mordor? As Erebor? Yeah, as Erebor. Yeah, and also, the, and, not, not my okay, Air, I'm not about to tell Mordor. you, no, no, no. Also, as Rohan, yeah. As Rohan, we were stronger than you, even though you had better commanders, you had better units, you, you even had better gear. But we were stronger than you because of the marshals and stuff. Yeah, the marshals is we, an OP freaking unit. Oh yeah, I, I started using them with Aowen recently, and I'm like, why is she a truck now? She just runs people over. I'm like, I exactly. like this a lot. Where's her heal? I need her. To, uh respect three. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you get her to respect five, she's unstoppable. Oh, is it five where the heal is? Um, I'm not sure, but I know her her tier five. Wait, one second, let me check. I know her tier five. The God I... Theoden build, right? Yeah, the God Theoden build is insane. Uh, I'm yes, to it is. Uh... It on Eowyn. <laughs> yeah, 
You can, you can. I think it it, it could be as efficient. The only oh, yeah. thing that makes Theoden better is because he has the leader stat, means he can have more units. And then also, um, he does have an overpowered uh, uh, horse master thing, which gives like, mounted I units like extra attack. Yeah, I have like six of those helmets that we were talking about. The mounted one. Yeah. The Rohirrim helmet. Speaking yeah, I just of which, wait for. I, yeah, I just wait for them to come on the shop and just spam them. Did you see but, the new helmet for season two for yes. the uh, for the pay uh, the fifteen yeah, dollars pay pass. for the objectives? Yeah, oh, the, yeah the, the game pass. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool helmet. I like it. It looks dope, but I don't think it's that good. I don't know. Oh, well, I don't care if it's I, good or not. I'm gonna scrap it down and put it on my gore bag. <laughs> It's it's gonna be scrapped for my Gorbag's helmet. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but nah, like, per se, oh, I, I didn't buy the game pass yet. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait for uh for Erebor, like my Erebor server, to uh go into season two, and then I'm gonna buy the battle pass. Now I didn't wait. I went ahead and did it with my um with my Shibu Inu stock that I have because yeah. I can use my crypto to buy things now on Google Play. Yeah. So I use that. And I got all those things, and I just started um, buying all those chests for the first event that they have for Season 2 for the chest event. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm getting, like, all these Baruthio statues, which is the cat lady. I'm getting yeah. all... Uh, I have, like, already more than enough to unlock one of the two new characters, the Arane or whatever, the, the Scythe lady, and the yeah. bandit guy from Rohan Zegrid or whatever his name is. I have more yeah. than enough to unlock either of them. But I haven't yet because I want to either randomly unlock one of them to where it gives me the. Um, now this is this is a theory that I have for why I haven't unlocked them. I want it to um, unlock it for me through pulling them, and then I start applying the uh, the reputation gifts. Yeah, but you didn't because it would be because I haven't pulled either of them yet. I haven't used the reputation gifts. Oh, okay, okay, I get you. Because you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, I want I get... to pull one of them and then use the gifts on them. So I don't want to spend those gifts until I have one of them just randomly pulled. Kind of like how I got my Elrond from a chest randomly one time. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand you. Because I feel like that makes it a lot more worth it when you're dealing with these characters. Because if you already have 10 or 12 characters that are decent, what's unlocking one more going to do? You're just going to put it on the back burner and be like, you're neat. Once you become relic, once you become respect five. Yeah. Um, and I've realized that honestly, at a, at a certain point, I even like towards like right now, personally on my Erebor uh, server, I don't want to get a commander because it's too oh, yeah. late now. I have to freaking wait like five days to get him to level 50 or six days at least because of the it'll mob have battle. To be a really good, like tier three commander. Yeah, like if I get to really invest in them and start training them. Yeah, if I get Dane, I would invest in him. But then if I get someone like I don't know, Radigast, I I wouldn't use him. I'll use him as a tip guy. One of my um one of my allies on Erebor, one of my friends, uh, he uses Radigast, and that Radigast is insane. He just goes and marches through people. That's if you have a bunch of beasts. So if you have eagles, uh, yeah, I think he just knocked he just knocked it around with eagles or something. He's just having Personally, fun with it. Personally, if I'm Erebor, uh, I wouldn't use Radagast. I don't know. Not my right. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, my team's like Gandalf and Aragorn, Elrond. 
Then I have Gimli, oh, yeah. Legolas, and you have a Aeolus. solid team. You have a solid team. Yeah, I've been I've been just running around with them. Yeah, my my team is uh, Gandalf, Theoden, um, Eowyn, Boromir, and Dwalin, and also Haldir and Faramir. But I don't use them that yeah. much. Because it it goes back to the thing we were talking about before, where after a while it makes more sense to only invest in like six characters rather than like a dozen. Because with yeah, a dozen, exactly. you're investing so much gear spread out. You have you're to not invest even in every single one. You have to train every single one to 50. Your fort mm -hmm. can only hold six. So usually if you want your whole army, you have to build two forts and max them both out. It gets really yeah. expensive. It does. It does. Um, and then yeah. you, don't, you don't even have the barracks to staff them all at that point. You don't know. So it Which still makes issue. sense of what we were talking about where we only deal with a few commanders at a time. Like when I, when I started in server two, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on these six commanders. Let's go. And then as I even started, I'm like, I'm only able to focus on one or two. Yeah. Because I, I need I need better land, for one. Because and I, the thing I is, the you I've also have... Remember, ahead. you have the game pass. So yeah. you have extra mathems. People which don't have the game pass, like me, we, I can barely even focus on one. Oh, I have like 5,000 gems right Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't do that. Oh, we I don't do. do that here. I, I sit on gems because what I do is I use the gems for the tavern tip and the free chest every day. And yeah. that's 400 gems. So while I'm sitting on 4,000 gems to 5,000 gems, it's just accumulating. I get you. I get you. Every that's time actually... I do an event, I get another like 50 to 100 per thing. And then like even on the airborne account, I'm just sitting on gems. I'm like, I'm not spending these until next season. <laughs> yeah that, that's a good idea it, it, it would work but personally at this point i mean uh, i'm not gonna get any new commanders i'm mainly well, gonna try to get a bunch of gear respect i want to get most of my uh my commanders to respect five because the other them... reason for that is in i don't know what tier level they are because i can't see them on my dark side account in mordor on yeah. sir and season two but i want thorin on my Erebor account so I'm kind of saving up for that. I am trying to get Thorin as well. Uh, because he's on, I, will try. I don't know if he end up being tier three, but Arena became tier two. The the Rohirrim uh, Dunlending guy, uh, that commander, he became a tier two, and then Baruthiel, the Cat Lady, became tier three. Like th that's the ranking that they end up being in. Yeah. So I don't know where Thorin ended up, or the other two commanders we were talking about before. I'm pretty sure it's the same situation where Thorin's tier three and the other tier. Are tier we did, two, yeah. Right? We 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 guessed all of them right except for the cat lady. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We get because Thorin. It was Thorin. We said Thorin was tier three. He ended up being tier three. We said Imrahil was tier two, and I had to explain that. I remember. Um. And then the other Angmar lady. Uh, the only person, yeah, the only person we mistaken was um, the cat lady. I'm surprised on, she's tier three. But on the good guy server, is is the other characters there? The elf guy and the um, Imrahil, are they there too? What do you mean? Yes, they are. They are. Already, because that's that's what I was wondering. Was I was like, we got technically six commanders new. Because I saw yeah, the, the three of them for uh, Mordor. 
I saw no um what's his name the other guy the Elven guy uh he's yeah. also tier 2 Okay but I, that's what yeah. I was wondering is if they were there you know Yeah just saying their animation is dope as hell Oh they are Uh, uh what's his name yeah Imrahil's animation I love it So if you go on Imrahil one second Wait does he show it when I click on him No uh, they usually show it right when you pull them up and then they yeah, do like then you can basic animation. Yeah, you have to pull them up from the uh, Mathem chest, though. Like, uh, so if you go to Mathem oh, chest, okay. and, yeah, and then click on the ones you could see, that's when you see the animation. Imrahil's one is dope, and then Eladin's one. I mean, it's it's okay. See, I still I still really love the animation for uh, Kamul. When he appears, he just grabs a sword and starts making sparks fly across. I'm like, you are so awesome. Oh, the one I really like is uh, Gimli's one. Oh, yeah, where he just comes in and just beats up some orcs yeah, and he just stands there. He, yeah, he just freaking sends them flying. It's insane. They do that with all three of them. With Aragorn, he fights a couple Nazgul. With um, yeah. Legolas, he comes in and shoots some with his arrow and then just drops in. And I'm like, all right, you guys are having some fun. Yeah, no, all three of them are pretty dope. Um, a lot of the A lot of the dark side commanders are just, we hit the ground or we do something like... You pop up Kabul, and he grabs a sword. But if you pop up any of the others, they do random stuff until you get to Lurts. Lurts I think I think it's about people. it's about the tiers. It's about the tiers. If you yeah. get a tier one commander, he'll most likely his animation will be like just hitting the ground or something like that, or not well, hitting anything. Kamul's a tier two. What is he? Uh, he's a he's the Ringwraith guy. He's tier two. Oh yeah, but that's what I'm saying. All the tier ones don't have like their animations is you know not hitting anything, and then yeah, the tier not, two not you laid have a, out. You have yeah, you have a bigger chance of like you know having the character actually killing something, and then tier well, three, I, I'm pretty sure it's uh yeah, it, it'll happen. I, I, I don't know. We're, we're kind of going off. Just, we're going well, off topic. We fell down a dwarf. We fell down a dwarf hole, but again, Elrond yes. <laughs> does this little spinning attack thing, and then he just stands there like. A really cool animation because he looks awesome. I'm like, this guy could beat some ass, you know. I'm yeah. like, I love this. I love Elrond, but Elrond's wet tissue paper. Whenever I use him, if I use him on anything except for a, a, a regular tile, he gets destroyed. Really? I've tried Bloody everything. And Nazgul, like Nazguls, are normally pretty powerful. No, I'm talking Not about Elrond. Oh, Elrond. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's tier one. He's respect one, so he's like wet tissue paper. So I'm sitting there like, there's not a lot of options for me to choose. He's already almost level 50, so he has almost all of his skills. So I'm sitting there like, what do I do? Yeah. Because there's only so much you can do when you already have both main skills unlocked and all the secondaries, and you're just sitting there like, not a lot of options to try different builds. But that's and that's the I issue can... with tier two and tier three commanders. Uh, it's hard to get yeah. them to like uh, a higher respect level. And that's another reason why I like those the mini chests that they give you in season two because I've gotten Kamul probably up from I want to say from relic five where I stopped in season one all the way up to seven by now, just from getting these yeah. little chests because I've been putting them all into Kamul. That's interesting. Because it's like I want him to relic ten. Because he's gonna be one of my main two main two guys, like last time. Yeah, and I, get I made you. sure that I took um I made sure I took every other commander I plan on using to tier one at least. 
that way they could make use of the accessory. Yeah, that, that's that a good was idea. Another important milestone. I wanted to at least be, have access to the accessory, if nothing else. Yeah, no, it's a it's a, it's a good idea. Okay. Now, anyways, we're going down a dwarf hole again. Well, um, it, it relates to some of the season stuff because as we gain those chests, we're able to relic those characters or respect levels of those characters up faster. And I think that's a powerful improvement for season two, adding in that we can get those really quickly. Oh no, season two definitely makes it easier to hire, like to get your um, commanders to respect ten. Uh, yeah. Or like high respect because they want you. They want some people to at least get to, to respect ten, you know, and that's yeah. hard. It's not. And easy. I think that's another reason why I wanted to emphasize on that is really work on like a few commanders at a time because if you roll in with a tier two, like let's say Lurts, Lurts is extremely popular. If you roll in with Lurts and he's already like respect five, and you've worked him up to like six or seven, he's gonna be ten by the start of like season two once you get in there. Yeah, like really easily. Yeah, and then you can immediately start getting those uh, the 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 extra gear and on alerts an extra like 10, 15 might I don't know what his gear gives him, but more mm -hmm. might is always good on alerts and then whatever secondary he gets. Okay, good to good good to hear. I mean, that's nothing good for you guys. Yeah. Uh, now the next thing we wanted to talk about was some of the neutral camps that came to season two. Have you seen any of these yet? I have, yes. Uh, personally, I think they're pretty bad. But, I mean, have you seen them in-game? Like, have you seen the little I spots have. where they're in? Yes, I haven't I been able to find any yet. Because I looked around Mortar and I'm like, I'm done. I'm you just going to keep focusing on, like... You didn't realize them. you can search. Oh, I know I can search. I just keep forgetting to. Because every time I click search, I'm like, okay, find me the next 90 tile whatever i mean it, it's kind of simple uh i mean the Duneland guides are in Duneland. that's obvious yeah. um and then actually some of them are near rohan uh just like i talked about in the other episode well, with the there, Lord, you know? yeah you were yeah, saying with the Lord, Lord, there were bandits against uh, rohan yeah exactly uh and then the other one so let me tell you something personally the reason i don't like them uh the dunedine uh you know those guys yeah they're not that powerful do you think they'd be more powerful with that uh, Dunedain Chieftain, the the new commander? Probably, but I mean, if you look at it, uh, okay, you gain more resources. I think they're made to gain more resources. Um, and then, like, I don't know. It just feels weird. I don't know. They, well, they seem weak. If you compare them with the dwarves, they're, they're not that powerful. Because they only count as evil men, right? I'm pretty sure they do. So they would be pretty much the same as the pirates, which I I use the pirates, and I'm like, I'm not impressed with the pirates. One second, let me check. Uh, so if I go back, okay, so their attack, if if we compare them to the dwarves, their attack is definitely stronger than the dwarven uh, shield uh, units. But yeah, besides but the shield that, defensive units. Yeah, but the, besides that, they're basically weak as hell. Yeah. Which I like. There's, there's certain gear that I find every so often which are like, oh, well, that upgrades this um, unit's whatever stat. And it's like, cool. But then you find out that unit's only tier one or two, and you're like, why? Yeah, exactly. Like, I wish there was more tier three gear like that. Maybe there is, and I just haven't found any yet. But it's like, 
I would love some extra stuff that just increased, like, say, crushers for orcs. I would yeah. be down for that. Yeah, and then and then if you look at the the Hobbit archers, the Hobbit hunters, <laughs> the Hobbit uh, archers, archers. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to clarify because there's the slinger, and then there's the hunter now. They're not good. They're horrible. Well, the Hobbit slinger wasn't good either. Weren't they no, like the just Hobbit the slinger is one? Can heal units. That's why, like, I I I kind of liked it when you used ants with it. But yeah. besides that, they're basically trash. And then you now go to about, the Bree Riders. Go ahead. Okay, actually, the Bree Riders aren't bad. The Bree Riders they're, might be the best one out of this list, right? Yeah, they, they, they're fairly good. Um, I mean, their ability... Their ability isn't that good. And now, I'm looking both, at abilities and stats. That's, that's what that I'm looking both at. These are going to be near Arnor, right? Uh yes yes the both of them are near Arnor. So where's the war beasts? Are uh, they one second. Or are they near Angmar? One second. I just want to check something. I want to compare yeah. these. So the the uh, Rohan cavalries, they have better damage. They almost uh, have the, the same the HP. The ones, right? Yeah, they have. They almost have the same HP, and then they yeah. also, uh, yeah, they almost have the same HP, and they have more defense. So basically, the they're useless. So wait, are these Bree Riders um, tier three? Yes, they're tier three. I have one counter argument and, to that. What about the cost? Do that's cost what I, that's what I'm about to, to look. Are they cost the cost is exactly the same? Okay, not exactly the same. One second. But then it requires it's not exactly gold, right? the okay. The wheat is the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, so for the wheat, yeah, the, the wheat is exactly the same thing. A bit cheaper for them. And then the wood is a lot cheaper, but the iron is the exact same thing. But then at the same time, you have to spend gold. Yeah. And towards the end game, you're not even going to need them because you'll have the cataphrast. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're basically useless. Let's be fair, though. Then, By the end game, you're basically looking for ways to get rid of your gold. Wait, what do you mean? Well, oh, a way to get rid of your gold. Like yeah, that, we were just like, let's just fill up our thing with elephants, and just go ham. You yeah, know? <laughs> but I would rather I would rather waste it on eagles or bearings than than or freaking elephants. or elephants than the Bree riders. And then if you go to the so the great beasts are Wait, do, we in... that, do we know that Bree riders are tier three though? They are, yeah. Okay, so what about the war beasts? What tier are they? They're also tier three, and you find them around Dargolad. Dargolad and like, do you know towards the north of uh, Mordor? Yes. Um, so they're tier I I three. About. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking so about. So Dargolad yeah. is, the, is the region right in front of uh, the Black Gates. It's where we first fought each other. Yeah, so the good thing about them is they're like the Ents. Um, they have this ability where the enemy targets them instead of like the archers and stuff, which is really and, good. But here's, here's my two problems with this. Um... And I'm only saying this preemptively because I I don't know anything about this character yet besides that they're called War Beasts and that they're called Hawking Monsters with sheer strength and resilience. Yeah. Mordor already uses a bunch of large creatures. They're known for it. They use two yeah. different types of trolls and elephants. This is just one more large unit that people already know how to counter. Yeah, and the thing is, if you compare this with the with the... Actually, let me compare. It might, it might be better. Because I'm looking at the stats here. One second. Oh, crap. I don't have a pen. 
Um, can you my write... whole thing is I was worried about the the large uh, the large unit thing because so many good characters like the Bow Knight and the um, a couple of the dwarf ones are good against yeah. melee large units. And it's like, why? Why even make another one for me then? And put it right at my gate. Yeah, but the thing is, if you're going against... But that's the point. For example, most of the... Um, so, like, the Ents, they're horrible against um, evil factions. But yeah. if you use them against good factions, they're insanely good. I think this is the same thing with Mordor. If you use it against Rune, they'll be also very powerful. I think that's you what they're, they're trying to do. But the thing is, with evil, there's barely any evil factions, so you're, I, I don't think they'll ever go against each other. With what? The good versus good? Yeah, the good... No, no, no the evil versus evil. I, I oh, don't yeah. see it happening. It doesn't happen often, because normally there's not a border. Exactly, and they normally team up, you know? Uh, okay, well, so... I, I say that, but we always eat ruin the instant we enter a game, don't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. It's that's, because they're weak. That's, that's because they're weak and you don't really care about them. Um, I was like, wow, okay. Rune has more than five players this time, and everyone was laughing. <laughs> so the, the Moomin it kills. Took 20, it took 20 servers to merge for Rune to have more than five players. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad. <laughs> uh, so for, so if you compare them to the Moomin kills, they're trash. Yeah. I mean, they're horrible. Do you kind of wish that the Moomin kills were lo located a little more toward Rune? Nah, I think their location is is good lore wise. It makes sense. Alrighty. I mean, I, I would wondering love wondering about that lore wise. To use, I think it should be at Rune. Because well, that's that's all it was. Because I remember Rune using them technically in the movies. No, it wasn't Rune. Oh, who was it? It was Harad. I still don't know the difference. Okay, is there... uh, Brun... Okay, okay. let me actually Lay explain this because I wanted to talk me. about this. Okay, actually, let's move on to the fortresses because I will talk this. I'll okay. talk about we'll this talk when about we get to the... the... Yeah, so we yeah, had cause... an update to two different cities. And there's probably more. Or if there is more, I don't know. So, for one, we got Mount Gundabad. Gundabad finally has a new stronghold. So it's not yes. just a little heap sitting around. I was, I was actually like surprised they didn't do that like, so earlier. So cool looking. Yeah, I, I was surprised they didn't do that earlier. Well, on our Season 1 account, um, it's not updated, right? No, no, no. On Season 1, it's not. So, we're... Alright, so Erebor right now, where I'm at, we're just fighting over Gundabad for no reason. I, I don't agree with this war. I wish that Erebor and uh, Angor had peace so that we could just do other things instead of kill each other in mutual destruction. Yeah. But... Mount Gundabad isn't even at this level. If it was at this level, I'd have a reason to, for war. I'd be like, I want this. <laughs> Gundabad is actually a really good strategic um, location. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't take yeah. it. If I was Erebor, I wouldn't take it if I own Ered Mithrin. Because uh, we don't Gundabad that is open from all sides. So yeah. Angmar can keep attacking you from Ford Waith, while Eastern Ered Mithrin... The only way to enter it is through either Erebor or through the we, crossing at Eastern Arid Mithrin. So we were at um, the crossing. Well, it might be East Arid Mithrin. I don't know. But we went through the crossing into Gundabad, and we're just, like, doing whatever now. Yeah, and you can't even, I, can't even go through, um, through the Woodland Realm. You have to go all the way down to Central Mirkwood, 
go up the Woodland Realm, and then that's when you get to yeah. Eastern Eridmithrin. So the only way for them to get to Eridmithrin or to get to your land is to crawl through that crossing. So I wouldn't take Gundabad. The only reason we took Gundabad on my server is because we wanted to get to Karndu. Well, I don't even know why we're taking it. Like, all the... The whole reason is because, oh, well, we've been fighting forever, and they keep attacking us, so now we're attacking them. I'm like, why are we at war? It's, it's, uh, it, I think you should stop the war. It's useless to take Gundabad. It's not even I've that tried. high power. I really tried. I mean, you're the leader. Just tell them to stop. Tell your people to stop, I've, and then... They're not going to stop, because now they're like, well, if we stop, then Angmar's just going to keep attacking us, and Angmar wants reparations. I don't know. It's just a crazy war going on. I'm just... I'm not hey, even can't you ask Angmar to have peace or something? I really should just worry about my Mordor account right now, but um, for for the podcast anyway is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, true. Um, anyways, so Sorry. yeah, so Gundabad. down a door pole. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gundabad. Okay, so I think it looks you amazing. Have the game open, right? Yeah, I do. What are it some of these like bonuses? Because there's bonuses on cities now. If you capture these cities. Which I imagine these bonuses happen the same time that power unlocks her factions. Like yeah, when these so let me tell you power, something. They give these um, extra bonuses. Yeah, there's there's no more level. Uh, so back in the day, there used to be a bunch of um, levels for the fortresses. You know, so there like was level, level fifteen fortresses with like twenty people. Yeah, yeah the lowest one was level forty, uh, level fifteen, or was it twenty five? I don't know, but it was. Yeah, at level 25 with eight commanders. And then it had four million durability. That doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It's been everything's been buffed up. And the lowest now is um one second. The lowest now. Yeah, the lowest now is um level 30 with 12 keeps, which was the average keep. You know, it was like the the normal keeps. Do you, you know, think 12 they armies. Because too many people were going through and almost one shotting the fortresses late game, like one person could no, roll up and just I think take they it. By did it. I actually don't think they did for that. I think they did it because they they merged servers, so now factions are going to be a lot a lot more powerful. I I can understand that, and people aren't going to be willing to switch servers just because they um, lost ten feet of ground this time too, because they have so much invested. Exactly, and I think yeah. So it's it's basically because there's a lot more people, so they're trying to balance the game out. You yeah. Know? So it wouldn't be too easy because, I mean, if you if you have if if you have like five times the amount of people, uh, that you had when you took a capital, imagine now that you have like five times the people, you could take it in like one second. Well, not only that, and once you take these capitals, they have these bonuses, which I'm still drawn toward. Yeah. Something good they have. Uh. I've re yeah, I've realized something. I've I've only realized this now when you said it. They have bonuses, yeah. For example, Gundabad yeah. has mountain storage just, plus. They don't just have power bonus anymore. Like yeah, they give storage. Yeah, and, and Aragorn, for like example, extra storage is like three hundred thousand storage late game. Yeah. Is it? No. Uh, it's it's actually yeah yeah it is it is you're right. I was like no, no, I don't think my math is that wrong because two fifteen yeah, percent is two million is three hundred thousand isn't it? Yeah, it is three hundred thousand. Yeah, and for so example, Erebor storage just for holding it. Yeah, and Erebor, um, 
is like plus one thousand gold. So they're getting it. Well, that's I think that's every capital because I think Mordor's capital had that too. Is it? One second, yeah. check. I think I think that might be every capital gives extra gold. It is, yeah. I actually want to check uh, what. What about Mount Doom? Gives. What about Mount Doom? Wait, wait, one second. I'm checking what Dorgodur gives. <laughs> so being power army stats plus. Okay, that's insane. Yeah, I know. Um, so that if you hold the ring, you're gonna get a sh a ton of bonuses. Like, it's just gonna make your armies insane, which makes holding I mean, the it, ring that much easier. Yeah, I mean, it makes like, sense. All the more reason to um fight the person that's going for the ring instead of just here's the ring. Oh, we lost. Bye. You know. Okay, so Mount Doom that actually also makes a lot of sense. What's Mount Doom? Okay, do? I think I think they've did this very well because Mount Doom gives you power production more. I mean, plus five percent. That actually plus makes a lot of sense because you know that's, no, if that's I, where if I'm already making like ten thousand power just just off offset. I'm getting an extra five hundred power, right? Yeah, and the thing is, you know, this is this is with every single keep. So with fifty thousand power, which is like late game, you're going to be getting. 2,500 just power extra power per hour just from yeah. Mount Doom. Yeah, and then if you look at Osgiliath, for example, uh, it gives you... Okay, so Osgiliath, every, every one gives you something different. So Osgiliath gives you Fortified, which conscription and hiring cost minus 3%. Okay, so and then you have... Makes it... So if you combine those, if you have a bunch of keeps that do conscription, I was thinking about this earlier, where conscription time's down, and then you invest in that ring power to make conscription time down, and you're already a faction like Gondor or Erebor, which makes conscription time down, you're going to yeah. just be pumping out units. You're not going to have enough st uh, stuff in your uh, storage to deal with it. Yeah, and the thing is, what's good about this system is every time you take something, you become even more powerful. Because every single region... So this makes sense for people to actually take every single region, because every single region gives you a boost. For example, well, even, even more with even more with some of the new server objectives, because some of the new server objectives give you benefits based on how many you have, not just here's your 15. Go have fun. It's if you have like 20 or 30, here's the, all the more bonuses you get from it. Yeah, actually, this system is very good. Yeah, I think it encourages more combat instead of like. Because I feel like um, some of the servers just settled for a second or settled for whatever, and they're like, well, let's just get our 15 and divide up this person. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, they, they have a, a bunch of good stuff. I mean, what does Arid Mithrin do? Or production? Now, wait a minute. You looked at Mount Doom. That doesn't count as a keep or a, uh, a, a, per, a thing Maybe. of interest. It's one of the little star things. What's, yeah, but, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That what's means... the stone? What's the stone south of Rohan? I want to know what the teeny tiny stone on the map is now. Oh yeah, actually, that's a, that's a smart idea. Um, <laughs> it's so like the, the weakest that, that thing in the game. Let's see. It gives you plus. That's actually pretty good. Plus three percent army march speed. It's good for well, something this week. And we're assuming this is for a whole faction. Okay, I'm sorry, but this is overpowered. Stone trolls gives you plus five percent commander XP gain. Oh, that's cool. But that's it's not so really easy to take. Game. Yeah, it's easy for Arnor to take. Yeah, and what, everything what's, what's gives another you an one we can check. What's another one Do we should crossings check? Crossings also okay. No, I thought oh, crossings wait, wait, also I want... gave you. Wait, go ahead. No, no, I thought crossings also gave you the same thing. Oh, they don't. Um, what what about Dale and Erebor area? I want to know like what yeah. Dale and Lake Town give. Dale gives you minus eight percent 
a wounded soldier's treatment time. So just the time, not like yeah, more chance for them to be wounded instead of killed. Yeah, and then um, Lake Town gives you extra army speed for uh, ranged range units. That makes sense because a bard. Yeah. Because I was gonna say I wish he gave you gold, but then I was like, whatever. <laughs> oh, I like I'll Iron Hills. Iron okay, Hills okay, gave I... you plus three army defense. Okay, we're 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 going. No, I no, mean, I, this, you, this is relevant though. This is relevant. All right, what about Moria? Yeah, I but I think Moria. it would be better if people discovered it themselves. Uh, army speed. Army speed from Moria. Yeah. Yeah. Dwarves. Uh, army speed. What about what about uh, Durin's Tower? Good question. Yeah, because that one just kind of sits uh, on army defense plus five army defense. What? what? That's insane. That's a lot, especially if you're that's a lot for mama kills. Like mama Actually, kills already like a hundred defense. I I've realized something. Um, the star things are actually more overpowered than the keeps. So the places of interest are more important than the keeps at this point. Yes. Seerith Mungo we'll gives you 4% extra siege damage. Do you think we'll get more of these places of interest as we go? Because they're adding Probably. other keeps. So I, would, I wonder are, if yeah. we'll get more interesting areas. Yeah, I mean, for example, um, near Harad might get a keep. It did. It doesn't have to. No, it didn't. Oh, no, not near Harad. I'm thinking um, Eastern Wastes. Yeah. Eastern we should Wastes actually talk the about other the... one we should talk about, which leads into... Yeah, we should actually... Mad or so Gundabad. First, let's talk about Gundabad in terms of lore. Oh, dang it. Fine. Let's talk about Gundabad. Go. Um, okay, so Gundabad, just a little summary. Um, in lore, it was actually a it was a massive cave. Not a cave, but it was a a lot of cave systems which were connected with the Misty Mountains. They were connected with Moria, Goblin Town. Goblin Town is the one in the Hobbit where they you yeah. know fall into uh, this Goblin Town. Down, down to Goblin and... Town you go, my lad, that one. Yeah, and then Gundabad was basically a place where orcs bred. You know, they were, there was only the strongest orcs which survived. That's why when they went up against Erebor, they were very powerful. Uh, yeah. they, there was only the strongest Gundabad orcs. Where Asgog and uh, yeah. what's the other one called? Uh, Bolg. Bolg, yeah, that's what... That's Azog what actually, in the, mov in the movies, I mean, Azog was the main villain, but in the books, Azog was a coward. Um, he never actually fought face-to-face -face with someone. Uh, so when Thor went into Moria, they captured him and tortured him for three days, and then he killed him. But then when the, when the actual war came, he didn't fight in the front lines. He hid until the dwarves won, and then they managed to hunt him down and kill him. Um, and then, then his son, Bolg... Thor picked up a tree and started beating him with it. No, no. Thor didn't even get to him. His open <laughs> it, was, it was Dane Ironfoot which killed him. Oh, okay. The guy yeah. who rode on the pig in the movies. Yes, he was the one who killed him. Or was it Thrain? I'm not sure. It was either Thrain the second, so Thor's son. Uh, Thor's son, or it was uh, Dane Ironfoot, but it was definitely not Thorn. And it wasn't it wasn't in front of Moria, it was inside of Moria. Yeah. Because the dwarves in in the book, they actually made it into Moria and they pushed the orcs does, back to Gundabad. Does Moria connect to these uh, Gundabad as well? With on yes, the ground channel? Like these long caves. Already. What? Yeah. What do you mean what? Oh, the reason... No, I didn't say anything. Um, the oh. <laughs> reason Gundabad was so important 
uh, in the movies and the books is because uh, it connected to Karn Doom. Yeah. Through like this Which long is passage. Stronghold, right? Yeah, and Karn Doom was yeah, it was basically the stronghold of the north. Is there any special was... location to encourage Dune area for Angmar besides Mount Gundabad? Nah, there isn't. Uh, I feel like they need something for the Witch King. Ah, uh, kinda, yeah. But it wasn't. Karn Doom was like the main fortress. Right? Yeah. Um, which, alright, this is going off topic a minute, but was Karn Doom one of the ones in um, Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War, I mean, or was that a different one no. that I'm thinking of? No, no, it was never. So it's it all just Mordor? In, uh... Yeah, yeah. Karn Doom is in Angmar. Uh, okay. It's the Fortress of the North. Because I remember there's like three different locations you visit in the second game, and I forget where even all of them are now. Nah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not a Karn Doom you're talking about. It's nowhere near Mordor. Uh, yeah, and in Shadow of War, because the thing is, Karn Doom during uh, the Third Age was kind of destroyed, except like towards the middle of the uh, the Third Age, it kind of fell. Yeah, well, Karn did too at the same time, right? It, I mean, yeah, they didn't need Angmar because they went to Dul Guldur. Yeah. And then Mordor. Like, because the whole reason... Uh, the whole reason Thalron went from Dul Guldur to Mordor is because of the mountain ranges around Mordor. He wanted the the natural defense of the mountains. Like, it was... Yes, it, uh, I mean, Nobody could do it. it. It wasn't really that. It was... I mean, it was kind of that. But it, it, another reason was because of... Perfect. Uh, it was the land of shadow. It provided perfect mask for all of his orcs. Yeah, but Dogodur was had also a strategic area where it basically you didn't need to go through. Because uh, the issue with Mordor is yes, it's it's like a natural wall, but at the same time, Gondor also has its natural wall, which is the rivers. And for yeah. a long while, Mordor couldn't go and expand into other lands because of that. Well, if they were in Dul Guldur... Because a lot of the orcs and a lot of the trolls couldn't go into the light. It's only the orc yeah. guy that were able to. A lot of people don't realize a lot of yeah, the movies true. were supposed to be taking place during night after Helm's Deep. After the they night were. fell, it never had daylight again until the end of Sauron. Yeah, no, no. It's, it wasn't, it's not that there wasn't daylight. It's that uh, if you realized during all the battles, it was cloudy. Yeah. Yeah, and even it, uh, Gandalf said it when the clouds were coming on to Minas Tirith, he was like, "That's the beginning of the war." Now, do we think that this might have been like Sauron's magic? It is Sauron's magic. Okay, that's why and Mordor I... is covered with clouds. Well, it's covered by like the smoke of the mountain or smoke of the volcano no, no, Mount no, Doom, no. right? No, no. It's, I mean, some of it is, but most of it is from um, Sauron's magic. Yeah. He's got to be expending a lot of magic just controlling the weather, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he it's like it's just like his uh so I don't know if you know lore, but Sauron isn't he isn't like the biggest evil guy in the in the story. Uh um, well, he, he actually he serves... got really into rings and decided to look into jewelry. He didn't know if he wanted to go with rings or earrings or necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he didn't want to copy Dragon Ball, you know, and just take there, the there ear. Was whole, there was this whole thing where he wanted to just wear one glove. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, you know, snap his fingers. And then he wanted a mask, <laughs> but then he was like, I'm just going to wear all the armor. <laughs> yeah. Nah, so the, the actual big guy is Morgoth. Morgoth is like, a, he's a Valor. And yeah. he was the strongest Valor. But what he did is, um, he kind of spent most of his 
power creating these creatures, which make them yeah. weaker. And yeah, the same thing with Sauron. Copy the secret flame of Undun, but he didn't yeah, and, have it. Again, did yeah, or whoever and, did. And Sauron, uh, the reason he couldn't regain his his full might is because half of his power was spent to like into magic and stuff, and the other yeah. half was, uh, you know, contained into the ring. Now there's another portion of that which Tolkien talks about. Um, he uh, Morgoth, when I say he. He yeah. spent so much time in hatred and in solitude. Like he spent a lot of his power just in anger to where once he had the Sibrils and fashioned it into a crown and put it on his head, which was burning his head, yeah. he he spent a lot of time just angry. And that spent more of his power, more of his life force, just seething in anger. Like yeah. it's it's tiring to be angry all the time like that. And the thing is, um, I've read this quote from the Similarians. I kind of felt sympathy for Morgoth. Right. I mean, he was created to be evil. You know. Oh, he was created to be um, better. Well, not evil, but he he was he he wasn't created to be evil, but his like um, his his contribution into the into the song. So you know, Middle Earth was created by the song thing. Yeah. By the Valors and and uh, Eru Lovatar, and basically, his part wasn't to help them create it, but to help them, uh, not to help them to create evil in it, which is technically, I mean, it's not his fault that he was created like that. It's technically Eru yeah. Lovatar's fault, and you know, and I kind of I feel sympathy for him. At the end of that, where Eru Lovatar was like. Even though you did this, it still will go toward my plans. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, we're going down a dwarf hole again. <laughs> yeah, a big dwarf hole. That one's a rough dwarf hole to yeah. master. <laughs> Anyways, now that we're done with Gundabad, um, I was actually surprised it wasn't added in season one, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, moving I, mean, I on think they're working on the design because when you look at the design, it's beautiful. They did a good job on that. Yeah, it, it, it's really good. Um, I like it. I like it. And it's actually a mountain. One, it's actually a mountain, unlike in the movies. Um, kind of like how Air is, right? Yeah, it's it's built on a mountain, though. Uh, just like... Yeah. Um, okay, there's, there's nothing else that looks like it. Uh, moving on. My Minecraft base in 2006. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It was probably 2011. Uh, the game wasn't out there. <laughs> 2011, how about that? Yeah, okay, that works. Um, well, I don't know. It might have been 2013. Oh, well, that's that's a Minecraft hole. We don't need to worry about that one. That'll take yeah. forever. That's all kind. Of, that's a different kind of dwarf. <laughs> oh, that's not a dwarf hole. That's a, that's a, you know, a hobbit hole. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> all right, so yeah. the next one we're going to talk about is, I don't know the pronunciation, but I'm going to try Mad Orgol. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I, I tried to give I, it some emphasis, like "Let's go." I don't know. I don't know how I would pronounce it, anyways. Um, I've never it's heard cool of it. Cool looking. I love the look of this. The thing <laughs> is, I can't tell if this is Chend or if it's Harad. Now, here's what it However, says from the information: the place towering the cliffs in the wild desert is established by men who live at the east of Mordor. Its builders, uh. Varyags, Varyags, the less known race, has allied with Sauron at the end of the Third Age. 
That okay, so this sounds is, like lore accurate, but I don't this know is who not they are. Harad or or yeah, this is not what I'm talking about. That's yeah, something else. We know of Harad and we know of um We Rune. know of Hand as well. Rune? Is that the yeah, is that the one? Rune? <laughs> yeah, it is Rune. So okay, let me actually rune. explain this. So rune. What rune? I'm taking. I'm just making jokes because rune is like never inhabited. So it's like, is that that ghost town uh, faction that no one picks? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, I get what you mean now. All our rune um, players, I apologize. <laughs> I mean honestly, the thing is, it's it's funny because um, in in lore wise, it's the opposite. Rune is like the most populated uh, right? faction. Yeah. And there are it's, they're a desert community, which if you've ever studied desert communities, they're, no, they're fascinating. Not. They have such... Oh, they're not? No, they're not. What? I and... thought they were a desert community. No, no, no. The desert community is Harad and Chend. That's why I was like, let me explain it. Um... Dang it. Okay, well, what I was going to say is that I think desert communities are fascinating and have all kinds of interesting lore and history behind them. Course, but okay. Yeah. Really I mean, uh, everyone knows... <laughs> Everyone knows about the the history of the amazing Saharan desert, you know, you know the the well, amazing populations there which lived there. There was a civilization there supposedly at one point. Yeah, but no, barely any, and like barely anyone knows about it. Anyways, well, that's because um, everything turned into desert and wiped away a lot of the history. It's hard to, yeah. for one, for places that were once jungle are really hard to preserve natural evidence of, and after, there's no evidence left behind. There's barely any bone left behind because the ground's acidic. To the point where it everything dissolves over yeah. time. So you don't um, even get fossils from jungleized places. Yeah. But that's going down a different dwarf hole called paleontology. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <And> archaeology. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the thing is, Rune is in a desert actually. Uh I don't know why in the move I don't know why in the in this uh not movie, in this game they in make the game? it look like a desert. Yeah, it's that's not a desert at all. Because I'm like the only experiences I have of Rune is like they're desert-looking people, and then no. they're riding elephants. They're not. No, no, no. Rune aren't the ones who ride elephants. Um, okay, let me explain to you. First of all, the room is what's do you about. know which ones are Rune? In the movies, no. they appear once, and, uh, then, and the they never appear the again. Ship. No, those no. are Umbar. Okay, so I, Rune, I'll you know, in the second them. movie. You know yeah. in the second movie when Frodo, Sam, and uh, Gollum were at the Black Gates, there was this armory which was entering the Black Gates. I thought those were just Urukai. No, those are Run. Oh, they were okay. men. They even had this like golden thing. So Run are basically the rice farmers. You know, I like to call them favorite, that. One of my favorite quotes is when uh, Gothamog is like, "The age of men is over," and all the men of Numenor, the black men of Numenor, look at him like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, the thing is, in that battle, the the men hadn't arrived yet, so you know he could have oh. said, <laughs> you know, that makes sense, man. no, yeah. no man in Gothmog's army then. That makes sense then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, They're like, so yeah, no. <laughs> Rune, Rune are the rice farmers. Well, not rice farmers. They were they were known for their farming. They were the biggest farming community. That's why they had this massive population. Is that um, why that farm's like tucked into the very right, like all yes. that farm? Yeah, exactly. That's why like these islands, this little place in the in the bottom right, not bottom right, but like towards the complete um, east, is full of farms. 
that's how yeah. Rune was known for. And um, they were like China. I mean, I like I like to think of them like China. Yeah. Well, a very um, agricultural society with that one. Exactly. Yeah. So China. Yeah, and they're populated and stuff. Um, and also they're on the east, you know. Uh, and they're pretty powerful, very powerful actually. Oh, I mean, yeah. Erebor, Dale, and and Mirkwood didn't actually win against Rune. If it you, weren't for the destruction of the ring, they would have lost. You know, I thought of something when we were talking about the black chips a minute ago. Yeah. Did you ever play Battle for Middle-earth 2? No, I haven't. There are characters on that game I would love to see in this game. Like who? There, There's an elf commander that's really cool. There's a couple of evil commanders that are cool. There's a couple of troll commanders that I would love to have. Or yeah. what are they actually called from... Ologogs. Ologogs, yeah, those. Ologogs, yeah. Ologogs? Ologogs. Ologogs. Yeah. It's I'm like it's the <laughs> it's the it's the bread version of uh, the trolls. You know they were bred by uh, uh, Sauron. See, I wouldn't mind seeing any of them too. Or and this is going to a different game, Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, whatever. Yeah. A playable. Um, oh no. Olog High Commander. Well, I wouldn't mind that, but I'm talking about um, Jorin's Bane. What was it? Oh, you mean the Balrog, the other Balrog? Yeah, a, a playable Balrog. I would love that for a commander. Mm. Okay, here, here, here's the trade-off. We get a Balrog commander, okay? Yeah. Here's the trade-off. He can only command half an army. So let's say most commanders can command 60. He can only command 30. I don't think it's going to happen. Or even less. But he he it's would not, be like. It's not because of that. It's because he's already a boss. You can't make you know you can't make a boss a commander. That doesn't sure make you sense. can. Other games do it all the time. You get to play I mean, as the it, boss. If you do that, you'll have to. You could, you could also make Smaug. You could also make Smaug as commander, and then you could make Shelob as commander. Uh, it won't happen. No a, way. a lot of people would probably go for Shelob as a commander. Let's be honest. I mean, it depends. And and probably even Smog too. They'd be like, I can have a oh, dragon. Oh, Smog would be dope. Smog would be dope. <laughs> yeah, they would but be it's like, not gonna I can happen. It's not gonna happen. You're you know what would happen if Smog was a uh, was a playable commander, right? I would just use him to attack Erebor. <laughs> yeah, everyone in their mall would attack Erebor with it. <laughs> yeah, everyone would just team up in the server, and they're like, okay, I know we hate we each all, other. We all get Smog. But we all we have all Smog, so let's only. all attack Erebor. <laughs> it would be like it would be like um, just the horde of. A thousand dragons going toward Erebor. Everyone would be like, yeah. what is happening? Everyone's like, oh, what have we done? <laughs> right? Nah, it's not going to happen. No way. Oh, but it would be so funny, though. No way. I would love this game forever. If even even the Balrog in Shadow of War is not lore accurate. Oh, yeah, I know that. Because what did they call they... it on that one? Yeah, and if there was a Balrog in, in Mordor, Sauron would have probably tried to team up with him. Team up or dominate it? No, no, you can't. They're on the same par. I mean, Sauron oh, okay. was the greatest uh, commander, but then the leader of the Balrogs was also like on a set on the same level as him. Because at that moment, he was like the lieutenant of Morgoth, and that's it. Yeah, but both, but also the the other one is named is Gothmog, not Gothmog yeah. the orc, Gothmog the the Balrog. He's also on yeah. par with Sauron. Already. Yeah, they're both of them were like co-leaders, you know, co-leaders. What? 
What about um, Grand? What was that originally? Do you know the lore behind that? Because that made me think of that just now. Grand, no idea. I never heard of Grand. I mean, I haven't read so the third book yet. It's something that some of the um, orcs are chanting sometimes, like Grand, 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 as they're oh. in battle. And that then was... they have like that thing that rams into Rohan. Yeah, the wolf uh, head. The, yeah, that's Grand. Yeah, but it's that is, a reference his name like is a hammer of some kind, I think. I'm not sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe it's another Barog. That would be neat, but I don't think it might be. But Wait, that actually, would go into like champions we'd want. And um, I'd want Helm Hammerhand. Um, I want Helm Hammerhand, and I want um, uh, Finrod Felagund. Oh, yes, you're right. It was, it was the weapon of uh, Morgoth. It was? That's Gron? Yeah, it's. I think it was the Warhammer. Alrighty, that's where I'm getting that thought from then. Yeah. Which that's probably why... That they're like using it as like a siege weapon and also chanting it. Yeah, it's like it's like if Morgoth came to the battle and, you know, he broke the gates for them. Right. It's like a... Yeah. Anyways, we're going down Dwarfall. Well, that's a fascinating Dwarfall right there. It is always fascinating to go. We found we found a little diamond in that dwarf hole. We were pretty happy we, with we our. We always we always find. I mean, it's always fun, but we don't want our videos to be five hours long. <laughs> we already make them two hours long each. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's Anyways, everything we have for the season two information. Yeah, uh, I mean, if well, if you want to know now. more, if you want to know more about uh, the evil men lore, so like Harad, Umbar, and all of those guys. You can you can just uh, message me or Hermion, and we'll talk about it next uh, next episode. Yeah, and we can we'll find out more. We'll do more research. Yeah, I mean I don't need to, but okay. <laughs> well, I would I would need to. I mean, yeah, you could uh, you 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 would yeah, or maybe so, you could prepare questions for me. Surprise this time. Me. This time I want to talk about something in the strategy corner, and it's very oh, yeah. important to me, and I'm. I'm mad. I can't, no matter what I try, I can't get people to do this properly. And I don't know why. It's super simple, but no one wants to do it. I call this strategy the squad. It can, it's also been called the fire squad, teams, or the battalion. Have you heard of me talking about this before? I have. We talked about this, yeah. So, personally... It can be as simple as one commander and four soldiers or other people attached to him. So you have a war commander who's, it's not an officer rank, it's a rank you're kind of pseudo-granting someone and putting people under their command. So it'd basically be your leader, your four officers, and then let's say you have like seven war commanders with nine people under each of them. This is under a full faction. Well, uh, under a full fellowship. All right. Well, yeah. the idea of the squad would be you would be able to assign people to a target to defend or attack. Those, let's just say, would go there with two armies each. You'd have 20 armies. They'd all go there with those armies and either sit on the crossing, attack a place, or more. They could go up to 60 armies because each person can bring about six people with them each with a maxed out fort. Now, what if you brought more than one squad and they are both coordinated to attack that point? You can start doing coordinated attacks. Already 40 commanders 
is good for most battles. Like, we had a battle today where our side had 60 units, 60 commanders. That would be three yeah. squad, basically 30 people. Yeah. That's and um, I had six I had six people there, or I had six commanders there. The, so the reason people weren't bringing their full force. The reason this is hard to do is because you need to assign it pre-battle, and you also need yeah. to make sure that people actually listen. Because most people just go into battle, and like you know they they go head straight head like you know head in. Yeah. They just it's like if they're going into a wall instead of going around it. They just go straight into it. Now, another reason this is powerful is, this is your commander would be able to uh, tell people exactly what to do, exactly where to go. They would follow the orders. It, this is on paper. In practice, it might be hard. It's going to be harder than this. But the idea would be so. you have one commander and you have soldiers under his command. He goes and attacks uh... the target with his men and y'all take that target. It's coordinated attacks. So if you if you actually master this, or if you manage to do it, you'll be very powerful. Oh, you'll uh, be the most powerful faction in the game. No one can yeah. do this. Because the thing is, with with this thing, um, you need... Okay, so personally, I I did like a, a different version of it. It wasn't for one battle. It was for the frontal war. What I did is, I'm so I had three co-leaders and myself. Um, I assigned each co-leader with a bunch of people, depending on his war. So, for example, for Angmar, there was uh, my least, um, like, the weak, not the weakest uh, co-leader, but, like, the least experienced one. I, I had him for Angmar, and he had four four players with him. And then there was me. I was going up against Rohan. And then there was two others, one for Gondor and one for Mordor. Yeah. So this was actually, I mean, it kind of worked, but at a point, it failed. And that's when we started losing. Um, it failed when a, when Rohan defeated one of the fronts. So it was, it was actually against me. What I, what I had done is I hadn't, I had miscalculated the strength of of Rohan. I thought they were weaker than, uh, Mordor and Gondor. So what yeah. I did is I only got like five players with me and then there was 20 players for Mordor and 20 players for Gondor. So what happened was Gondor and Mordor got destroyed, but then we got destroyed even faster. So what happened is we left the Mordor front and the Gondor front to come and join join up against Rohan. But that got us unorganized and we kind of basically lost. And we had to restart from a point where we all pushed together Rohan out of Dorwinian and stuff. And it worked. Right. Yeah. So if you manage to master it, for even for because it's, it's even harder for one battle. Because normally for one battle, people tend to want to stack up because they feel safer with a bigger group. Um... But it'll it'll be very hard for one battle. You could use it. Yeah. The thing is, if you manage to master this, you could use it for other things besides like one battle. You could use it to take several forts at the same time. Uh, you could use it to attack factions at the same time. You could use, you could use it to defend to, and attack. Yeah, you could use it to flank people like, and let's distract say, them. Let's say you're a faction of like or a fellowship. Let's just say fellowship or fellowship warband, whatever, of sixty yeah. players, and you're perfect with this. Yeah, you would have six squads with ten people each. Yeah, and, and, and that's if the you thing. Send those people around. That's perfect. Those are that's deadly. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's really good. Um, the issue is assigning the people because sometimes, for example, when we had that thing, um, 
at first I wanted to choose people and send them specifically, but some people, for example, didn't want to go with this co-leader and wanted to go with another co-leader. And then when yeah. I made them choose, people would normally all go to one place and then the, and you know, it would, it would be, um, uneven. Cause I, I've tried it a few different ways. Like I've assigned two war leaders and been like, okay, divide up the faction or the fellowship of what's left. And then, uh, go your own ways. And they just group up at the same place and attack the same target. I'm like, I told you all to go two different spots. Exactly. Yeah. And then another one was, um, I, I tried to do the strategy with the squads where it's like, let's just build one squad at a time. One person, there's here, you're the commander. Build build a squad of 10 people. He built a squad of like 15 to 20, and I'm sitting there like, dude, don't just recruit the whole fellowship. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's, well, it's we're, hard we're to already here. Let's just go there now. And it's like, all that's right. Why, yeah, that's why I want to I wanna have, like, my goal is to have a Discord with like all the members of a fellowship because the reason one, we, of the, we, the, one of the difficult parts of that though with the discord is not everyone speaks english that's what i'm saying but if you have it and everyone speaks english it's so much easier to coordinate yeah but like, i mean so I've, much made easier. Friends, I've made friends with russians i've made friends with um oh yeah with french people I've made friends with Turkish. people people speaking all kinds of like i don't know there, there's people all, the, all over the world I can say I'm friends with now with this. Yeah, that's why Discord doesn't work that well with this game. Yeah. I mean, if Discord's good in theory, but when it comes to multiple languages and multiple... Yeah. Um, you know... But then, just, would be, but then, like, but then if you had it, it would be so good because you could just... Instead of like going... Because in-game... Okay, I'm sorry, but the game chat is horrible. It oh, has yeah. so many glitches. And it, freezes. Um, and it, freezes. it freezes, yeah. And stuff like that. Uh, but then if you have Discord, you could even add roles to people. in, And then you could, for example, you could have... What I had is I called it the Northern Phase. Uh, I mean, the Northern Squad, um, the Eastern Squad, the Western Squad, and the Southern Squad. So basically, yeah. I could assign people their role. And if they asked, I would just say, look at your role. And for example, if a commander wanted to speak only with his squad, he would go to a certain channel where only his squad can see it. That's why and Discord that's is so good. With, that's what I wanted to do with group channels. Like my my squad commander would have his own group channel and have people in it that are only part of that group. But then there's like 20 people in it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly. And and then other issues is if you have like one group and you have like all the channels on it, it's still an issue because you need to have like, uh, uh, let's say you have a channel for the Southern squad and then a channel for the Western squad. Both of them can see their own channels, so it, it gets confusing at a point. And, and another issue like, is... Even if you have, like, ten people assigned to the squad and only three people show up, that's not going to help you either. Yeah, and then the groups as well, they, they're limited. You, you can't even have more than five channels on a group. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it, I mean, I think something they should do is improve their chat. I mean, the game right. is... Or at, least, really or at least also improve the things we can do with our fellowship. For example, yeah. assigning squads or assigning more than four officers, or add more rules like add I don't know a a, a veteran a or a or a, a warrior. A, no, a diplomat doesn't. I mean, I mean, yeah, they could add it, but it, it's it's not that important, you know, because technically it's, the leader is normally the diplomat. Well, I've realized sometimes. something. I've realized <laughs> this in most of the freaking 
uh, servers, there's rarely someone which is a diplomat. I mean, there's rarely a leader. Like normally, normally the leaders, they just do diplomat stuff. They don't even lead the armies. But is there a diplomat as equal as me? <laughs> I mean, there isn't. But you're, but see, you're the leader, so you don't need really need a diplomat rule. You know, you want to know something funny? This is going back to season two. So the very beginning topic we talked about, where are we in the server? The necrotic order doesn't exist anymore. What do you mean? So when you go into season two, you're yeah. combining into 20 or so different servers. And so consider that there's 20 different fellowships or warbands of Mordor all vying for power. You know? Yeah. I, I told my whole warband, hey, we're going to disband. We're going to keep our group chat, but we're going to these stronger guilds to leech off them. If anything, we're working from the shadows. Like we're like a shadow government now. Yeah. So basically, you're you're just like a, I mean a a, a virus. You're you're taking yeah. the host and then you can and then you control them. You basically go no, into. I, mean, it. I have I have the entire um, I have, I have most of Mordor. You know, I mean this is I think this is anywhere I go. Most people like me, you know. Yeah. So I mean. People listen to me, you know, but I yeah. don't know why people won't listen to me about the squad. <laughs> it's not. It's it's when something becomes too complicated for people. But it shouldn't be. It. it really shouldn't be. It's it is. You have no, one it commander is complicated. And you're one of the soldiers under oh. his command. He tells you Hermian. march onto this 200 power tile. Get your Hermian. ass on that tile. Hermian, <laughs> not everyone thinks the same as you do. But I'm thinking in the idea of armies. If I have control of 60 dwarves. I expect those fuckers to listen. I expect yes, not. but some people are if, lazy. If I have, if I have a some if I have a fellowship of seventy five dwarves, I had better see hundred and fifty dwarves. On okay, let me tell you something. Army. I have like seventy five active dwarves or something like yeah. something around that number. Let's say thirty five. I have to freaking message them for them to come to battles. I know. And that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. People are lazy. I, so if you add the but squad I didn't system, have that when I was in Mordor, when I was in Mordor, I didn't have this issue. I have no the people, issue. Those thirty people showed up, and then we killed Rohan. No, no offense. Yes. No, I know. No problem. I don't. I don't really care. I mean, uh, you beat Rohan, but uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I came back on that server, and people are like, "Oh, aren't you the weird lord?" And I was like, "Yes, it's me. It is me. I am back." <laughs> Back again. Back for more. <laughs> no, nah, but yeah. And then someone, I, I don't know why, but people started calling me uh, a traitor. I was like, wait, what? I'm not a traitor. And they're like, no, you betrayed Rohan. And I'm like, no, I didn't. It's and like, then did people, I, I don't know. Rohan? I don't know who put the image of me betraying Rohan in people's heads, but I guess, okay. Personally, that server I gave up time, on. I'm like, for a while, I was the traitor of Gondor just because I went from Gondor to Erebor. No, but I didn't even leave the faction. I even gave right. leadership away. I said, who wants to be leader? I told them to vote and all of that. Now, it's, it's just me no, retiring. I, I understand going from one faction to another, especially when you still have time and it's a game mechanic. I don't understand oh, yeah. leaving server and leaving all of your stuff behind. You know what pisses me off? Um, what? So Lothlorien, when we beat them, they joined us. And then yeah. Gondor, or not Gondor, sorry, Rohan starts saying Lothlorien are traitors for joining Erebor. And I'm like, how are they traitors? And they say, and then they say they let you take their forts. 
And then I'm like, but how is this your problem? You know, because it's, it's unrelated to Rohan, you know, because it's right. their own faction. They choose what to do with it. So I don't understand them. Uh, okay. Uh, There's one a second. lot of things in this game. Sometimes it's like, I don't understand how to even, how we even got to this point, you know? Yeah. I mean, some people don't think, uh, you know, I, they don't I, think about I, what they I say. I think of this sometimes like a strategy game. I'm like, okay, if we implement this strategy and everyone puts I mean, 10 I mean, I mean, units I mean, I mean, I mean. Well, that's about all we got for today. Um, we've covered quite a bit of information. I hope that you learned something new involving the game. Yeah, thank you guys for coming um, to the podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, don't forget to ask us. Um, or you could leave it, I guess. I mean, there's no comments on Spotify. But when this is out on YouTube, you could leave it in the comments. Um, right. And if you, yeah. And then also, so for next episode, I want to talk about, you know, I want people to know what we're going to talk about in uh, in the next episode. Um, we're going to talk about Gondor versus Mordor and the commanders and also like the faction in general. And then we're also going to talk about gear. It, it's going to, it's, it's technically going to be a gear episode, but we're adding Gondor versus Mordor in it. Because we've been skipping our little <laughs> faction versus faction thing every episode so far because we've been running long. Yeah. Cause season two, you know, was, was right around the corner. So we had to talk about it before it came. And the and reason this episode was later was mostly because we wanted to experience so was season two before we indulge the next episode. Exactly. Alrighty. Well, that about wraps up this episode 2.5. Technically, it's 2.2, but okay. <laughs> right. Well, it's season two, part two. We're, yeah. We're, oh, yeah. We're, we're doing stuff. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, okay, it's it's yeah, season two part. I mean, see, uh, episode two part two. Episode two part two, up. season two mega episode. That one. <laughs> yes, just keep making the freaking name longer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> next, next episode will just be episode three. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, thank y'all for listening, and y'all have a good night. See ya.